Hi, y'all. Welcome to the Empty Nester Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Jennifer Dolander. I've been an entrepreneur for over 25 years and have built multiple businesses from 100% online to service space to brick and mortar. These businesses grew to support our entire family. I have a passion for sharing entrepreneur advice, tips, tools, and mistakes we overcame that made this a reality for me and it can for you too. Each week, I'll be sharing practical step-by-step advice, shortcuts, and inspiring interviews to guide you through turning your hobby into a business and your passion into profits. This can be the best time of your life. Let's do this. Hello and welcome to the Empty Nester Entrepreneur Podcast. I am Jennifer Dolander and I'm so glad you're here with me this week. Hope all of you empty nesters are doing great and having a wonderful week. So this episode is about a wildly popular topic right now and I think it's justified that it is. It is failure and when I think about failure so many emotions come to the surface because first of all, I get a little, you know, just frustrated, I guess, that there are so many people out there not pursuing their dreams because they have this fear of the unknown, the fear of failure, when really there's really not that much to fear. What you're really fearing is the unknown and the fear of being uncomfortable. And I think that's what I want to talk to you about today. So there is a quote that I love and it says, the cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek. And I did not make up that quote. That quote is by Joseph Campbell, but To me, it just really hits home because you just picture this cave and it's unknown and you see this light inside and it's beautiful, but scary. And you just don't know if you want to walk in. Well, your greatest dreams could be in that cave and you're preventing yourself from walking in because of something you don't even know is going to be a danger or not. So I think that's huge and something that as you start your business, as you start to talk to others about your business, to really keep that in mind. So there's another thing I want you to remember, and I'm going to say this a couple times because it really hit home with me when I really thought about this. No one is going to judge you that is doing more than you are. Let me say that again. No one is going to judge you that is doing more than you are. So if you have family, if you have friends, if you have your spouse, even if you have coworkers, anyone that is judging you for starting a business later in life, you're really going out on a limb and they are judging you for doing that. Look and see what they are doing with their lives, because I only take advice from someone that I want to be like, or I only take advice from someone that is doing something I want to do. 
So if you're taking advice from someone that is sitting in a dead end job and they've been in this miserable position for 20 or 30 years, I don't think I would listen to them. That is not something that I, someone I want to take advice from. So just really think about that. When you're fearing failure, ask yourself, who am I fearing is going to judge me if it doesn't work, right? And sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it doesn't work. And I think that's something really important to remember that, you know what, if it doesn't work, it's okay. And I did a podcast recently that just came out this week with Oconee State Bank. And um, I hit on this point. I was like, that's a good point. I'm going to say that in my podcast this week. So what I said is failure is not failure unless you don't learn a lesson from it. And the failure, the pitfalls, that's when we learn the most. That's where the greatness comes from, right? And so if we don't have those pitfalls, there's not going to be a lot of learning going on, right? So you've got to ask yourself, this is, is this going to be a point in my life that I'm going to learn something from? Or am I going to be so worried about what other people think? that I actually may not fulfill the dreams that are right in front of me. So I think that's something really, something for you to remember, you know, who am I taking this judgment from, right? So another thing that I think is super important to remember is that we live in a instant gratification society. Our world right now is a Google click away from learning anything, doing anything. And so we are instantly gratified, right? We are instantly satisfied. We're just, um, I don't know about you, but I'm constantly searching for new information, easier way to do things and things like that. And it comes to me fast because it's at my fingertips right now. Um, it didn't used to be like that. And so I think that made us more a more patient society. Now we are very impatient. We don't have to be patient. Everything is just a click away. And so when we go out and we're stepping on a li- out on a limb to start a new business and do something really scary, and if it doesn't work out right away, we're like, forget it. I should have never tried this to begin with. That is really not the case. 99.9% of the time, it is not going to be an overnight success. And which is really hard for us to realize as a society, because that is all we see. We see these, if we go on the internet, Instagram, wherever, we see these overnight successes or what appears to be overnight successes, right? There are very, very, very few overnight successes. Even the ones that seem like they're overnight successes really are not. Most of the time, these people have been working their tail off for years and years and years before that. So I think that is super important to remember. There is this story, and I'm probably going to get this a little wrong, but you'll get the gist of it. Um, I have a lot of people ask me, you know, aren't you, aren't you scared to 
you know, start a new business this, you know, in your next phase of life. And, you know, I'm trying these new things like podcasting and, you know, I'm adding a video to the podcast, which is a little terrifying too. And you're, op- I'm kind of opening myself up to judgment that if I was not going to do a video, it wouldn't be there. But I feel like adding that video component to the podcast will help me connect with people. They'll see I'm a real human being. I'm, you know, it's a Sunday afternoon. I'm in a corner of my bedroom in, you know, a corner of a guest room in my house and I'm recording a podcast. And so after going grocery shopping, after doing all these things, so I'm a normal human being. So yes, is it terrifying? Absolutely. But I do it anyway. I have learned to work through the fear. I've learned to live in the fear. I've learned to live being a little scared and realize it's okay. One thing that I always, um, I'm going to get to that story in a minute. I haven't forgotten about it. But one thing I always kind of ask myself when I'm about to do something really scary is I kind of go from one end of the spectrum to the other. What is the worst thing that could happen, right? And then what is, what's like a really great thing that could happen? What's something really exciting that could happen if this actually works? And so to me, you know, the worst thing that could happen is always, well, I'm just going to die. You know, I mean, honestly, what, what else can really be that bad? Um, and then what is something really great that can happen? Well, something that just ignites my soul is that I could actually reach someone that is in that next phase of their lives. And I could reach that person and actually motivate them to start their own business, to motivate them to make that change in their life in this phase in our lives. And it is, yes, is it scary? Heck yes, it's scary, but they do it anyway. That would be like the greatest thing ever. And that's what makes me so excited. And it motivates me to continue to do what I do. So now I'm going to go back to that story. So there is a story, and this is in a really, really important book to me that, um, you'll hear me talk a lot about, and it's the prayer of Jabez. If you have not read the prayer of Jabez, please pick up a copy. It is the teeniest, tiniest little book, and it has made the biggest difference in my life. Um, One of my cousins, my, I think she's my third cousin. She gave me actually a um, tape. Yes, a tape that shows how old I am. Um, But all of you should know what that is. Um, gave me a tape probably 25 years ago. And this tape was the book of the prayer of Jabez. And it struck me so much and it just really hit home with me. And the prayer of Jabez has four parts, um, that you would bless me indeed, enlarge my territory, keep your hand upon me and lead me in the right direction and keep me from evil. So I've said this prayer every single day for over 25 years. Every single day I say this prayer. 
And sometimes I switch up the wording a little bit and it'll be, you know, if there is a child, you know, one of my children that I'm concerned about, I'll say, you know, bless the child indeed, enlarge their territory, keep your hand upon them and lead them in the right direction and keep them from evil. And I've prayed this for my business, bless, you know, alumni cookie dough indeed enlarge our territory and, and so on and so forth. And so it just really, it allows me to put things in God's hands that, um, that may be hard to do. And it, you know, sometimes when I pray, I'm sure it's, you know, the case with you as well. Sometimes I just, it's hard for me to find the words. And, um, so often, the prayer of Jabez will allow me to continue with my prayers and um, really put it in, in God's hands that, you know, I am praying for your will in my child's life, in my life, in my life, in our business's life. And so in this book, the prayer of Jabez, there is a little story called Mr. Jones goes to heaven. And this is the one I may not get exactly right. So forgive me if I do, but the gist of it is Mr. Jones goes to heaven and he walks through the pearly gates and, um, St. Peter is there to welcome him to heaven. And he gets to St. Peter and he sees off in the distance, like this building and um, he says, you know, I really, I would like to go see what's in that building. And St. Peter's like, oh no, you really don't want to see what's in that building. He's like, no, I really do want to see what's in that building. So they ultimately go into this building and in this building, he sees rows and rows and rows and columns and columns and columns of almost like these um, filing cabinets. That's what I picture it in my head, like little filing cabinets with names on them. You know, Jones, Smith, Dolander, you know, everyone's name. And he finds his name. And, you know, St. Peter's like, you really don't want to look in there. Well, Mr. Jones ends up looking in the, the box that he pulls out with his name on it. And in this box, and I'll probably get teary. I always get teary when I think about this. But in this box are all of Mr. Jones' unanswered prayers. These are not unanswered prayers. These are prayers that Mr. Jones never prayed for. And that to me, when I think about that image and I think about that scene and I put myself in Mr. Jones' place. My goal is when I pull my name out, I want it to be empty. I don't want there to be anything left in my box. So the fear of that happening is far greater than any fear of judgment from anyone here on this earth. So that is what I think about when I think about what, when I get too consumed about what others are going to think, 
what are they going to think about, you know, this teacher that's starting a business? Is she crazy? You know, she has no experience in the restaurant industry. Um, Does she know how many restaurants fail? You know, I know those words were said. And in the beginning, it kind of bothered me. But then when I go back to that Mr. Jones story, and I think, who am I to worry about what other people are thinking? And then I go back to what I told you earlier. Those people that are passing judgment on you, what are they doing with their life? Are they starting a business? Are they doing something that's extraordinary? If they're not, then you really don't need to be listening to what they are what they're saying. So just think failure is, you may have a failing moment in time, but that does not make you a failure. So it just gives you that opportunity to look back and to think, what can I do differently next time? What can I do to fine tune this? What can I do to change things up a little bit and make things better? It's it's really a stumbling block. It's not really a failure. So that's what I want you to think about when you're investigating what kind of business that you want to start. Just think, don't think about how many, how much competition you have. Oh my gosh, you know, there's a, there's a chance I could fail. Yeah, there is a chance you could fail. That is true. There's also a chance that you're going to succeed. And Even more than that, there's a chance your life can be changed and you could possibly change the course of other people's lives as well. So that's what I want you to think about when I think about failure. It's just think about failure. To me, it is mentioned when you think about the word fear, do not fear is mentioned in the Bible 365 times. Don't you think God did this for a reason? 365 times for every single day of the year, there is a do not fear. So think about that the next time you fear. Who am I to fear? Who am I to allow other people to pass judgment on me? And it makes a difference in what I do with my life and the people that I touch in my life. So my prayer for you is to go out into this world, kick booty, do your very best, and don't let others get in your way. Think about Thomas Edison when he invented the light bulb. He, you know, I think he, his his quote says something about, you know, there is just 10,000 times I didn't get it right. So they're not really failure. It just led to that one time that he did get it right. And there are quotes and facts and figures about this all the way throughout history and throughout our time right now. So there are so many people that have heard the word no hundreds and hundreds of times. I listened to a podcast today with um, the girl that created It Cosmetics, and she heard the word no hundreds upon hundreds of times before she ended up getting on QVC before she ended up getting into Ulta and Sephora and all of these amazing places. She heard no, she said three to 400 times at least 
but then she got the yes. And once she got that one yes, it continued and it multiplied and more people wanted her. And then she ended up selling her business for $1.2 billion. That's billion with a B to L'Oreal. So if she would have listened to the naysayers, if she would have listened to these people that told her no so many times before, she would have never been in the situation she's in right now. And now she is taking that, this opportunity that she has with her life and she's changing people's lives. She's giving back, which I think is so amazing. So go out there, live your dream. Remember that fear means false evidence appearing real. That is what I think about every time I feel fearful. This is false. This is not true. And if somebody is telling me this, they're not doing as much as I'm doing. So just remember that. Go out and live your best life. Be the best you that you can be. And remember, you are only in competition with yourself. Be a better you today than you were yesterday, and it's going to be a great day. I wish you the best, and go out and have a great day. Thank you so much for choosing to tune in today to the Empty Nester Entrepreneur Podcast. I realize how valuable your time is, and I feel so blessed you chose to spend some of your time with me. I will see you same time, same place next week. Until then, make sure you subscribe to the Empty Nester Entrepreneur Podcast so you don't miss an episode, and I would love for you to leave a review. Remember, life is short. Take chances and set your soul on fire.